We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church in Eden. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. Wow, so so good to be with us uh, together this morning. I love being together in church. If you're visiting from outside of Dunedin, welcome. The weather is always like this. And I think I swam in the harbour uh, twice yesterday. Uh, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I was going to be cheeky. That's all right. And uh, I was like, they imported the water in from up north. I, was, I don't understand. It was so warm and so refreshing, so good. And uh, so enjoy the weather. Uh, we're believing that it's going to be a great summer. Amen. And so uh, for, for all of you who are, who are not up with the play, uh, you do need to use sunscreen. It's not, it's not uh, you might be able to find a verse in the Bible. I haven't been able to find one, but this is not biblical. It's just pastoral this morning. I've seen too many people sunburned. Where are your hats and where are your sunscreen? Amen. Anyway, <laughs> that has nothing to do with the message this morning. But uh, Father, let's pray. Father, we thank you again for your presence. We thank you, Lord, that we are nothing without you. And I pray this morning that there'd be a shift in our mindsets, Lord, to know that who we are as a son and a daughter of the Most High. I thank you, Jesus, for all that you're doing in our lives. And we continue again to give you our heart, give you our lives. And Lord, help us to serve you in the way that you've called us to be in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Tonight, Kelsey is going to bring a quick testimony of uh, schoolies. I said to her and just leant over to her, I was like, can you come do a testimony about schoolies? But then I thought, I'll give her a little bit of time. It's all right. It's all good. So schoolies is a whole lot of uh, young people in Australia. They go and celebrate at the end of the year in, in, in uh, Surface Paradise and uh, ha, um, not ha kids, red frogs. <laughs> it's quite different. Um, <laughs> red frogs, uh, the red frogs team go over there and serve. And so Kelsey will just share real quickly tonight. Amen. Cool. She was like, I was planning on being on the beach tonight. But I like the way that she's committed to church. <laughs> Very cool. I want to I wanna just talk um, for a short moment this morning, seriously, because it's warm in here. Doesn't happen often, but we thank the Lord for it. But I want to sh- talk just short this morning because I, I, I feel, and this is part of my journey. I think uh, um, if you if you think pastors have it all together, can I just tell you something right now? No, we don't. And if a pastor tells you they have it all together, they are lying. <laughs> all right, so so. I'm working on stuff in my life and I'm believing to just take a step forward and a step forward. And so I just want to share a little bit about that. But why do I want to do that is because I believe all of us are working on stuff. Who likes restoration? i got a friend, Ryan Sims, who passes Thames Equipers Church. He loves restoring old cars. And uh, you just see every now and then, you just see the stages that he's up to on Instagram or Facebook. And, and then, then you get this reveal of like this cool car. And, uh, and, and it's cool to see what it was, but now what it is meant to be. You know, and that's the, that's the grace of God working in our lives. What we were, but now what we're meant to be. Because who knows that God knows what we're meant to be? 
before sin entered the world, we were meant to be perfect. We were meant to be without blemish. And we're meant to be made in the image of God where we are. But because sin entered the world, we did a little bit of a detour. Got a little bit rusty. Got a little bit banged up in areas of our life. And so this morning, I pray that that our mindset is just that we're on the journey to restoration. This is a great picture because a lot of the times you think restoration is like a car wash. The cross is like a car wash. You go in one end. Dirty, filthy, and then you go through salvation or the car wash, you come out the other side nice and sparkly. Wouldn't it be great if Christianity was like that? You just come out, dealt with all the stuff. But here's the thing is, uh, that would be, I reckon that'd be a little bit boring. Uh, we, would, we, wouldn't, we'd go, uh, we wouldn't learn what strength is. We wouldn't learn what it is to work through stuff. And the one thing that I think which is most important is we wouldn't learn relationship. God is all about relationship with us. And so this morning, I want us to talk about the title of the message is Slave, Servant, or Son. Slave, Servant, or Son. I heard a message years ago by Pastor, I think it was Rick Goodwin. Uh, Maybe you know this person, but it talked about sons and servants. Uh, But this morning, I just want to talk about slave servants and sons. Because I reckon we're real good of acknowledging about being a slave or in the terminology of the Bible. I'm going to get to some scripture soon to help uh, articulate this. We're real good at knowing that we were a slave to sin. The Bible says that we were a slave to sin. And so now we, but we become a servant of the Most High God, right? Yeah, we do. We, we do. Um, there's no trick questions this morning. We become a servant of the Most High God. But, but I think a lot of Christians uh, stop at that moment. They stop at that process. There's now, there's, here's the thing is, there's nothing wrong with being a servant of the Most High God because that's what we're called to do. But there's a difference between being a servant of the Most High God and being a son or a daughter of the Most High God. So this morning, I just really want to help articulate or help share. I need you to help me articulate it. Um, share. I think going from a, a slave mindset, maybe if there's areas in our life that we're still a slave to, to a servant mindset, which is good, but it's not the ultimate. The ultimate is getting to a son or a daughter mindset. And so well, let's open up some scripture this morning in Luke chapter 17. In Luke chapter 17, there's the Word of God. We're going to start from verse 5, but just to give you the the first few verses in the chapter, it talks about that there's always going to be temptation. Uh, We live in a fallen world. We're always going to to be tempted by the devil. He's always, because that's his job. His job is to steal, kill, and destroy. We know that in John chapter 10, verse 10. So unfortunately, take it on the chin. The great thing about it is the Bible says that we can the, that the Lord will never let us be tempted more than that what we can handle. Yeah. Praise the Lord that say I can handle it this morning. Can I say it again? I can handle it this morning. Great. I was actually wanting to just say I can handle it, but then you said this morning as well. So very obedient that you are. <laughs> but uh, and so there's temptation. Um, and then it talks about, you know, it's not good for the person who tempts. Well, 
Amen. Let's not be a person that tries to pull people away from the call of God on our life. Um, and then it talks about you must forgive a person as well, even if they, uh, even if you have to forgive them seven times. And and it says you you forgive them when they've repented. Praise the Lord. We forgive people when they have repented. And so this is where we get to in, in verse 5. It says this. The apostles said to the Lord, this is of uh, chapter 17 of Luke, show us how to increase our faith. Isn't that a great question? Does anyone want to increase their faith this morning? There's a few of us. Good. Amen. I pray all of us want to increase our faith this morning. It says this. The Lord answered, if you had faith... Even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to the mulberry tree, may you be uprooted and thrown into the sea and it would be, obey you. Don't, don't we like that? That's like, all right, okay, cool. Thanks. We need a, a little, a, like a, a faith as small as a seed. And the mustard seed is like the smallest seed. Uh, but here's the thing is, if, if you've asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, you've had to do that by faith. He hasn't walked in the room and had a chat and sat down and said, this is what I've done for you. No, well, you've listened to someone minister. You've listened to the Word of God and you've listened to the Holy Spirit's prompting in your spirit. And, and so you've, and then you've made a commitment saying, yes, I agree that I am a sinner. I have done things wrong. And the only way to Christ, only way to the Father is through Christ. And so that, that takes faith. So I want to say this morning, you've got faith. Don't, don't even question yourself this morning. Have I got faith as small as a mustard seed? Yes, you do. I want to tell you, you've got faith this morning. A lot of the time we try, oh, well, how much faith is a mustard seed? I'm, and you're quite figuring out, well, well, just because you haven't seen a mulberry bush get up and walk into the water, it doesn't mean you haven't had faith. It was the illustration Jesus was just, just, just using. All right, anyway. Amen. So we get to the verse 5, verse 6, verse 7. It says this though. When a servant comes in from plowing or taking care of sheep, does his master say, come in and eat with me? No. He says, prepare my meal, put on your apron and serve me while I eat. Then you can eat later. And does the master thank the servant for doing what he was told to do. Of course not. Now, anyone who's got manners here right now is just sitting in there going, how could they be treated that way? Anyway, it goes on as, uh, no, he says, prepare my meal, put on your apron and serve me while I eat. Then you can eat later. And does the master thank the servant for doing what he was told? Of course not. Verse 10, in the same way, when you obey me, you should say, we are unworthy servants uh, who have simply done our duty. Now that's a, excuse me, that's a wrong technique right there. <laughs> Don't talk when you've got the cloth over your face. Um, now, now that's an interesting mindset, isn't it? Because it's, it, we're just saying, what, what, he's, what he's saying in that last verse in verse 10, in the same way, when you obey, your, you should... You should say, we are unworthy servants who have simply done our duty. See, I think sometimes we, we approach what slave mentality means is that we, 
we, we, it's, it's a hard life. That, that God or, or life is coming upon us and, and that if we're a slave, really, you know, we think we stand when we stand, sit when you're told to sit, you can do this, you can do that. There's this, there's this mindset as, uh, of a slave is that you are not allowed to move unless you're told to move, right? But there was, there was, there's, there's this, sorry, this thought that's going on in the Scripture right now is that, no, what, what, what we need to have is the attitude that we're there to serve. That, 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 like Joseph, right? Joseph was there. He got, say, he got sold into what? Slavery. That's what it says. He got sold into slavery, but his attitude was, where I am, I'm going to be, and I'm going to serve in that area. And that's why he was able to go through Potiphar's house and serve and earn a good reputation. Things came against him. He got accused of rape and, and all that, but then and sent into the prison. But then what did he do there? Again, he served. He wasn't just having a, a slave mindset. He wasn't just going, poor me. Have you ever had a poor me attitude? Don't put your hands up because we all should put our hands up. I'll just be honest. Poor me. I've had a poor me attitude in areas of my life. Oh, you know, they'll grumble, rumble. Any, anyone moaned? Yeah, we've all moaned. We have this slave mindset. It's like, oh, we can. But no, when we learn how to go, you know, in the scripture, it just says, you know, do you really need to thank you? No, you should just say, I'm an unworthy person who now gets to serve you, Lord. I get to serve Jesus. We get to serve Jesus. So there's this, there's this concept that I, uh, I believe we need to understand. It's not just about being a, a slave, but we get to serve as well. Who loves serving? I love serving. I mean, that team yesterday was awesome. I know it's only a small chunk of the life of the church, but just seeing boxes get filled and they're, they're sitting over there, beautiful. Just just amazing. And just seeing the smiles on people's faces. I got to meet some of the people that were coming in to pick up the uh, the boxes and, and uh, they were, they were seriously overwhelmed. They're like, this is amazing. Each one of those boxes uh, contains around $75 worth of food. That's That's amazing. But that happened, why? Because people serve. They didn't have a slavery mindset as like, oh, you know, we, the people served. And it was what, it was, uh, I'll read that. We are unworthy servants who have simply done our duty. Our duty is to serve. But let's not serve from a slave mindset or a slave mentality. Because what? We get to serve Jesus. And in that scripture, again, it just says, in the same way when you obey me. Do everything that you're going to do in life like you're serving Jesus. If you've got a boss that is not the nicest boss in the world, do everything that you can to serve him like serving Jesus. A lot of you may know the story of me being an apprentice builder every single day without fail. I can tell you, I got mocked and persecuted for believing in Jesus every single day. 
In fact, through, through after my apprenticeship and, and into the trade, working with people, I just talk about who I am, just be normal. I go to church on Sunday and all that. You just get persecuted, you get mocked. But hey, blessed are the persecuted. Anyway, in Matthew 5. But uh, the greatest thing that some of you, or well, not the greatest thing, but my boss ended up getting cancer. We were overseas and we were living in the UK. And because I was just truly just trying to serve God, making many mistakes through life. Well, who did he want to know that he had cancer? Because his nurse was a friend of Desiree's father-in-law. And so he told the nurse to tell Desiree's father-in-law to tell me that he was in hospital with cancer. Now, why would he want me to know that? Because I pray with him. And so I rung him up and I found out where he was and he'd, praise the Lord, it was in remission. He was back home. He'd done some treatment. But I said, hey, man, how you doing? I pray with you. Why? Because simply just serving God, not having a slave mindset. You know, we could, ah, oh, my boss is an egg. My boss is a, I'll let you fill in the blank and you can repent afterwards. But no, we don't have a slave mindset have a servant mindset. We serve God. In Romans chapter 6, verses 15, says this, Well then, since God has set us free from the law, oh, it's right behind me now, isn't it? There we go. I'll move out of the way. Well then, since God has set us free from the law, does that mean we can go on sinning? Of course not. Don't you realize that you become a slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Isn't that awesome? See, whatever we choose to obey is, is really who we're serving. If, if we're choosing to obey the temptation that comes into our life, we're serving that. We're becoming a slave to it. And I don't know about you, but I, that those areas in my life that um, I'm not addressing or I'm, not, I'm choosing to ignore are the very areas that keep coming on top of me and keep pulling me down and keep telling me you're useless, you're unworthy for it. But if I choose to obey, um, you can, where is it? Because a slave of whatever you choose to obey, you can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to a righteous living. See, sometimes we've just got to choose to obey the Word of God. I might not like it. I might not understand it. But I've just got to choose to obey the Word of God because what does it lead to? It leads to righteous living. It doesn't lead to death. And so I want to encourage us this morning. So let's not have a slave mindset. Let's have a servant mindset that we get to serve Jesus. We get to serve the Lord. And, and, and having an attitude like that, then what is it? it's going to lead to life being righteous living. Who wants to live a righteous life? I pray all of us want to live a righteous life. And so I, I want to say this morning, where are you at? Are there areas where you're still carrying a slave mindset? This is how it is for me. This is how, this is how it rolled for me. I'm going to tell you a story soon about that in my own life. But 
Come on, I want to say this morning, no, it's not how it is for you. Jesus paid the price on the cross so that we could have it all. We could have it all. I love the fact that, um, you know, my I've been dating. I'm not dating. I'm now married. It's been a long time. <laughs> but... Um, when, when I started dating Desiree, I was tentative about going up to the fridge at her parents' house, right? But now, man, I just rock up to the fridge. <laughs> Whatever's in the fridge, it's fair game. I'm going to eat it. I'm going to drink it if it's there. If it hasn't been cut, like if that ham is still fresh and whole, I'll, eat, I'll cut it up. Oh, I'll slice off a piece of ham. I don't know. Someone's got it. But I think, it's, don't we want to get to that place of living with Jesus? We, we become tentative sometimes because we think, oh, it's God Almighty. Now, it is God Almighty, and, he's, and it's reverent awe of Him. But let's also not be a slave. Let's serve Him, but also let's know what it is to be a son. Know what it is to step into that, that space of living righteously, living in that space. You know, one of the, the greatest, greatest and easiest ways to live righteous, this is going to help, this is, gonna be, this is good, is continually be thankful and continually be repentant. That's how we live righteously. Because are we going to mess up? Yeah. Who messed up this morning driving here? Who got cut off by someone? <laughs> you messed up right there. So I use a lot of driving illustrations, don't I? There's an area in my life that I'm becoming a son in. Anyway. <laughs> but we mess up. But can we continue just to be thankful? Can we continue just to be repentant? Because what did that scripture say at the beginning? Or oh, I just shared it. I don't, we didn't read it out. But in Luke chapter 17, it says, you know, if someone messes up, continue to forgive them. Continue to forgive them. We've got to, we, we're, I pray that we are a bunch of people that just know how to continually forgive. Continually forgive. So let's not be a slave. Let's be a servant of the Most High. But it goes on even more. Let's go to Galatians chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. But when the oh, oh yeah 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 that's I read all this. Think of this way. Think of it this way. If a father dies and leaves an inheritance for his young children, your children are not much better off than slaves until they grow up, even though they are actually own everything their father had. They have to obey their guardians until they reach whatever age their father set. And that's the way it was with us before Christ came, before Christ came. We were like children. We were slaves to the basic spiritual principles of this world. But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. 
And because we are His children, God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, prompting us to call out Abba, Father. Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are His child, God has made you His heir. We're children of God. But I think sometimes, though, we have this mindset, though, that we're still slaves. And even, even that, we move into this place of repentance, but we still live in this place of, I'm just here to serve God. And now that is good because we are here to serve God. We are here to have a good attitude with God. But so much more than that, He's called us to be a son. He has called us to be a son and a daughter of the Most High. The problem is, is how do we see ourselves as a son? How do we see ourselves as a daughter? It's a struggle sometimes. In John chapter 8, 34 to 38, It says this, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave of sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family. A slave is not a permanent member of the family. But a son is part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you are truly free. Yes, I realize that you are a descendant of Abraham and yet some of you are trying to kill me because I, there is no room in your hearts for my message. Here's the thing this morning, if we want to relate to the scripture, if we want to relate to this message, is there room in your heart? Is there room in your heart this morning to go, I'm freed by Jesus I'm no longer uh, a slave to sin, for I am a child of God. Anyone want to sing it this morning? But see, the son is part of the family forever. You're part of the family forever. See, I love Ephesians chapter uh, 1, verse 1 or verse 3. It says, God has given us every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm. See, I just think of that as the fridge. I'm like, I'm going to rock up to the fridge. I rip that handle off, rip that door open. Uh, Not holding me back if there's something there, I'm going to get it. Because why? I'm a son. Are you a son or a daughter this morning? Uh, I, I know, you know, I was tentative once about asking God for stuff because I wasn't sure how this whole thing operated. How does life, how God, and we talk to God, but now I'm, I'm not here just to serve. See, servants will just come along and open the fridge and, and stock it up and have a look. Oh, what's in there this morning? You know, if you let last night's leftovers or whatever, and then they'll shut it and, and, and go, praise the Lord, God's got his fridge full. But a son or a daughter who's hungry, for the presence of God or for the, for the anointing and the power of God or for, for whatever area that needs to be, is like, <laughs> rip that fridge door open. Get out that turkey, get out that ham. I'm talking Christmas stuff now as illustrations. But let's be a son that knows where we're going. Let's be a daughter that knows who her dad is. See, is, this is probably... if I could share one of the hardest things I've had to learn to be a son 
because I've never known what it is to have a dad. I've had the privilege, and he's a great man, to have Desiree's dad in my life. And I've just seen how he works. A lot of actions, not a lot of words, if you know him. Great man of God. But I've never, oh, I, well, I've never seen how a godly father, a godly dad, natural dad works. I've learned how, a, I guess, a worldly dad operates in his own fears, in his own struggles, his own weaknesses. Never been shown as well, probably. You know, his dad was in the war. I mean, through torment and pain. How do, you, how do you deal with all that sort of stuff? And so not one, well, not one moment of me blames my father. I love my father to bits. Pray for him every day. And I think he's, the most, he's, a, he's a champion. And uh, I just thank the Lord for him. But he hasn't taught me how to be a godly father. And so there's this slave mindset. But I've come to the cross and I know I'm a servant of God. But I want to become a son of God in this. But where are we at with areas of your life and areas of my life? See, in Luke chapter 15, we know the story of the parable of the lost son. And I'm not going through the whole thing, but in the story, the son realizes that he's messed up. And then, then he goes, I know what I'll do is I'll, I'll go back and I'll become a servant. I'll become one of my father's servants. And so he picks his stuff up and he, and he goes back. This is in Luke chapter 15. But his father sees him from afar and runs and celebrates with him. And it says that he put a ring on his finger. He put a robe around him and he put sandals on his feet. Now, I think that is awesome. Who likes a new pair of shoes in this place? All the ladies, put your hands up right now. Who likes to go shopping and get some new clothes? Yeah, and who likes new jewelry? Come on, everyone. Yeah, there's a few more amens, a few nudges, Christmas presents right there. But I think the problem with this stuff is it's all external. It's all outside stuff. See, sometimes we can look right, but what's going on on the inside is nothing like What's going on on the outside? Why? Because we carry the slave or just a servant mindset. Now, let me again, I want to tell you, servant mindset is good. But it's not the ultimate what God has for us. What God has for us is to become a son in our attitude, a son in our mindset. Let's grab the music team. That'd be awesome. See, it's a battle because the devil likes to tell you you're no good, you're nothing. He likes to tell you that you're not going to amount to anything or he likes to tell you this is how it is for you. He likes to rem like remind you of comments as like, oh, you're just grumpy or you're just mean or you're not a happy person. Now, they're all lies of the devil. They're all lies that try to steal, kill, and destroy you. But I want to tell you this morning that if you, 
that Jesus died on the cross, not so that you could become a slave to Him, but so that you could be a son. Let me read that, John chapter 8, verses 34 to 38 again. It says this, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, anyone who sins is a slave of sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you are free. Yes, I realize that you are descendants of Abraham, and yet some of you are trying to kill me because there is no room in your hearts for my message. My prayer this morning is for that there's room in our hearts. There are many areas that I'm doing okay in. Still room for improvement. Don't get me wrong. But there's many areas I've got to open up my heart. Are there areas that maybe God's asking you to open up your heart? Because Jesus is talking to this group of people that want to kill him. But yet he's standing there, still willing to go to the cross for them. He's still willing to die for every single person on the face of the planet. Still empowered by the Holy Spirit to rise again on the third day, defeat sin. I love his attitude here. He says, "The Son, so if the Son sets you free, you are truly free." Jesus was describing his position as a son, as a son of God, who had, who knows what it is to run to the fridge and. Whoosh, he, had every, he knows what it is to have every access. He accessed every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. And he was saying what he was saying because, come on, that what the Son, those who the Son set free are free indeed. If you know Jesus this morning, He can set you free even more. He can set you free from that hurt. He can set you free from that pain. He can set you free from those areas that, that you just haven't been able to get conquest of. But is your heart open? See, Psalm 86, verse 11, it says this. I'm not sure if you're going to see it through everyone. But it says this. Teach me your ways, O Lord, that I may live according to your truth. Grant me purity of heart so that I may honour you. An open heart says, teach me, Lord. An open heart says, show me, Lord. My greatest challenge is learning how to be a son when it comes to being a father. But my greatest prayer is, Lord, teach me. What's your prayer this morning? I share that all the time. I'm quite open with it. Why? Because, man, if you're praying for something, pray for me. <laughs> but what's your prayer? Where's your heart open? Are you, a, a still, are you still a slave in an area? Or maybe you're a servant and you're happy to be a servant because we serve the Most High God. But truly, God wants us to move into a relationship of sonship and daughtership, of knowing who He is, that we can run to Him. In Jesus' name, why don't we all just stand to our feet. We're going to pray and we're going to finish. Thank you for listening to this message recorded at Equipus Church Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com.